So hello there, Meow Mentors. This is Cat Lady Justin, and this is The Kitty Boss, where we pick, pamper, and protect your practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. And whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast or whether you're actually live with us as we record this with Dr. Rachel Geller, then I just want to welcome you. Today, we're going to talk about all things Halloween. So when I say all things, I mean all things, things like black cats even things like well i know some of you like to dress up your kitties talk about that a little bit talk about candy trick-or-treaters you name it we'll bring it up today so without further ado my special guest as always once a month for our catch-up is dr rachel geller so welcome Everybody welcome Dr. Rachel Geller. As always, you can leave us comments if you happen to be watching live. And if you're not live, that's okay. You can always uh, connect with us on social media. I'm Cat Lady Justin. And of course, Dr. Rachel Geller has her own handles on various social media. And I welcome you to DM us and ask me questions or contribute. And we'll always answer them on future episodes uh, of the Kitty Boss podcast. So whether you're live or not, we always welcome your comments. So Dr. Rachel, welcome to the show again. It's always great to see your happy face. Love being here. So thank you. Yeah. So it's October. And as we record this, it actually happens to be mid-October. It's October 14th. So we are really not that far away, only a couple weeks away from Halloween and other holidays surrounding that. So I thought it would be a really appropriate time for us to discuss all things Halloween. And I know you've got a few things to say about that. So I guess the first thing I'd like for us to talk about is the obvious. Halloween, trick-or-treaters, candy, and I know a lot of people like this, dressing up your cat. So I've done it. I'm guilty of it. I've got the photos. I probably won't do it again because my cats aren't big fans now that I've captured the images. But let's talk about all that kind of stuff. So first and foremost, we've got the issue of trick-or-treaters who come to your door. So how would you deal with those things? Yeah. Okay. So yes. So trick-or-treaters coming to your door, present to your cat um, two things that many cats do not like, intermittent noise from the doorbell and strangers. So if you have a cat who is frightened by intermittent noise and or a cat who doesn't like strangers, or maybe your cat has both, I really advise creating a sanctuary room for your cat during the evening of Halloween. So what do I mean by a sanctuary room? A room um, in your house where you have a solid door, you can close that door, And within that room, you'll give your cat everything that he needs for those few hours that the trick-or-treating is going on. So he has his litter box, he has his food, he has his water, a scratching post, some toys and so forth. You can either, you can even go a little further to make your cat feel safe and secure by putting a radio in that room and have some music playing softly. That will help to um, deflect from the sound of the the doorbell and the kids yelling trick-or-treat at your door. So I really highly recommend first off, if you do have a cat who does not like intermittent noise and does not like strangers and, you know, kids yelling, create a sanctuary room just for that night. Now for Justin's second point, candy. Well, many cats have um, allergic 
reactions or could even be poisoned and die if they eat certain types of candy. And I would say probably the most common type of candy on Halloween is chocolate and chocolate is poisonous to cats. So you really want to make sure. Now, fortunately, most cats, unlike humans, don't have a sweet tooth. So most cats, if they find, you know, a piece of candy on the floor or they smell a piece of candy, it's not something they're going to go for. But I always say to err on the side of caution, there's always one in every crowd and really make sure you keep that candy, you know, away from places that a cat might be enticed to want to scratch or see what's in there or, you know, play with a, a wrapper or a packaging and possibly get to um, the chocolate. So chocolate has um, chemicals in there that that are definitely poisonous to cats. So, you know, if you notice your cat is lethargic after Halloween, maybe the cat is vomiting, maybe the cat does, you could tell the cat doesn't feel well, diarrhea, act again on the side of caution and bring that cat to the vet because, you know, maybe you didn't see the cat getting into some chocolate, but perhaps he did. So, you know, if it happens kind of in direct relation to the holiday, I would definitely call your veterinarian about that. Yeah, for sure. And it's actually important probably to note that it's not necessarily that the cat's going to like want the chocolate. It's that it might just be playing with the little mini uh, Nestle Crunch bar or whatever yeah. it is. Yes. It might just be having fun playing with it and like as if it's a, thinking it's a cat toy or something because uh, throughout the year, they're not used to seeing these little mini things all over the place and now they are, or this bucket of mini things where they can just dive in and play with it. So it might just be completely inadvertent and innocent and it might not, it might even be like your cat, you know, bites into it and realizes, oh, I don't like this, but it's too late. They've already ingested a little bit of it through the taste of the of the stuff. So it's really important to know that it's it's not just the, you know, you, you found your cat chomping or a big bite out of a Nestle Crunch bar. It's more like, hmm, especially if you see teeth marks in it, you, you best take that little <laughs> kitty to the vet. But it, it could be those kind of things. And then when it comes to the guests at the door, I mean, I don't like guests at my door. So, uh, you know, so Halloween, luckily I'm, I reside in the UK, so uh, I don't get too many trick or treaters here because it's not that huge, at least in my neighborhood. But uh, I know that it's not, it's not the most fun thing uh, to happen all night long. My cats are not that jittery. We get deliveries from Amazon on a regular basis. So they're okay. They're kind of used to someone knocking at the door and it's, and that kind of thing. But yeah, if there is, it's all, it sounds like you're recommending almost like a panic room for the cat. Like, like if the people have a panic room and the burglar comes in, it, it sounds like it's almost that. So it's, it's probably really, really good to note that, um, yeah, your cats need a panic room because, uh, you never know what's going to happen, uh, how they're going to react. And then there are people who have luckily knock on wood somewhere. If you can hear me knocking. I do not have this problem with either of my cats, but I know people who do. Cats who are bolters, meaning they they like the doors open and whoosh, they're out the door. I mean, my cats are indoor house cats. They don't bolt, thankfully. But I know lots of people who have cats who are bolters. So in this case, what would you recommend for that? Because you, you either just have to say, sorry, no, no candy at this house. And then if you're like... Uh, me growing up in Detroit as a naughty kid, you, you 
teepee the houses that don't give you candy. Although I would not recommend that. That is bad, bad, bad thing to do. But, you know, back in the 80s, that's what we did. So anyway, uh, now back to today's modern world where we don't do that anymore. Still, there's a risk of you open the door uh, and every time the thing's going to bolt out. So what would you suggest there? Yeah, that's another excellent reason why you really want to create that sanctuary room is that some cats and, and it's not even because they necessarily want to be outside. Um, many indoor cats just get scared when, you know, the doorbell is going and they hear the voices and there's different sounds and different smells and so forth. So some cats will just run because they get so highly reactive to their fear. They just take off. They don't even realize that they're going outside and may get lost. Then you have those cats who may be indoor, outdoor cats and they, they will bolt. Then you have the cats who are just curious. I have a cat that every time I open a closet or even my refrigerator, he tries to get in. Now, clearly he doesn't want to be hanging out in the, in the refrigerator. He doesn't even know what it is, but he's a very curious cat. He sees that door open. He wants to see what that is and if he can claim it as his territory. So for all of those reasons, you know, the safety, the cat might be afraid. You have a cat that might bolt. A sanctuary room, you know, or a panic room, as you call it, is a really, really smart idea for for your cat during Halloween. And your point too about the chocolates, you know, that is a really good point. That during Halloween, they tend to sell those little mini, super mini bites that a cat could easily get into her mouth without, without even really maybe having to chew or you know, bite into it. The, the candies, the price goes up and the candy gets smaller. But um, yeah, but that is a really, really good point. And then even things like candy corn that are so super tiny or hard candy, you know, those can present a problem for cats too, because sugar is another thing that a lot of cats don't really um, digest well. So sugar um, isn't necessarily poisonous to your cat, but because cats have such a high metabolism, it could definitely cause them to get sick you know to again to have some vomiting or some diarrhea or some lethargy so just be really aware of those teeny tiny little candies that might end up around your house because maybe you have kids over or maybe you know you're giving out treats for halloween so you want to be super safe even the wrappers you know i think you mentioned the cat might inadvertently um, eat or bite into something he doesn't want, really like or even want they're just so curious they want to see what things are so it's really up to us you know, as their caregivers to um, to make sure the cats are protected and safe. Yeah, and and you know, it's it's like I said, they might just be playing with the stuff. Mm -hmm. They might they might not be, you know, because you know those little things look kind of like cat toys. <laughs> Some cat toys, yeah. crumply yeah. little things. Sorry, I'm getting over a cold, so I have to mute myself every once in a while to cough. But um, but anyway, so. They're like little cat toys, and so we also need to be aware of the safety of these little things. These little, uh, uh, whether it's aluminum or whatever it is, can be quite uh, dangerous. Can be even a choking hazard for a cat. So, so it's it's so many things around these candies are are dangerous, but they don't have to be. It, it's, we're not, you know, the cats aren't spoiling your Halloween here. What they're doing is we're just saying, just you know, get it its sort of safety room, so it's safe from strangers, it's safe from being startled, running away, safe from the candy, and all that kind of stuff. You don't want your cat ending up with diabetes, so, um, you know, you got just got to be really careful with all of these things uh, around Halloween.
Now, there's another Halloween tradition that's come to mind that is is quite um, interesting, and that is well, pumpkins. Uh, pumpkin is not poisonous to cats. In fact, I've I've seen some cat supplements or some cat food that has pumpkin in it as a almost a prebiotic digestible thing that's that's good for them. However, when we make our jack o' lanterns, when we when we go ahead and and excavate the pumpkin and all that and then we insert into the pumpkin a candle to illuminate it it could be quite pretty on halloween but that can present quite a dangerous little item for our little feline friends so um now i don't do this because you know i don't know i just i'm just not into carving the pumpkin and it's messy and it's just not my thing so i just don't worry about it but for people who really, you know, love this kind of thing, what would you suggest? Should they just avoid it altogether, or are there some things we can do to mitigate the risk? Yeah, um, not big into the whole jack-o'-lantern thing myself either, but yes, many people are. Um, so yeah, with with any decorations, whether it's um, a pumpkin, a jack-o'-lantern, those like spider webby things that people put up on their homes, all of that oh, yeah, stuff. Those things, not, yeah. yeah, those those things are not so. Um, good for cats. I mean, they can cause an obstruction. It can cause intestinal damage. You know, it's not good. So um, I always recommend rather than using candles in in a jack jack o' lantern to use battery battery powered candles or lights. You know, instead of real candles. So you you know the last thing you want is for your cat to be curious and get burnt or inadvertently tip over that candle. So. Um, air on the side of caution and mm -hmm. use something battery operated in that jack-o'-lantern you'll get the same exact effect and again oh, yeah. you know, think about decorations in general you know um, those like I said those spider webby spider webby things people love to put up but they can be harmful to cats if ingested so you know just use um, use a little bit of common sense use a little bit of precaution I'm not trying to take away all the fun of Halloween and know your cat right I mean some cats are completely uninterested in certain things and some cats want to touch and explore everything in your home so you know kind of plan according to you know what you how you know your cat is right so but i think um the in general some easy things to do are if you want to use those spider webby things you know have, make sure they're up high and out of the reach of your cat if you want to carve a jack-o-lantern definitely use a battery operated light rather than an actual candle okay yeah that makes sense and, and and also i'd encourage people to keep in mind that even if they're high and out of the reach of your cat they those little spider webby things might be attractive to your cat and your yes. cat might attempt to access them so just just be careful on that so there's another thing another lovely tradition on halloween that a lot of people love and that is that uh, dressing up so mm -hmm. putting on a costume I went out once dressed as Sean the Sheep, if anyone's familiar with that little, uh, it's, it's not animated, it's more like claymation, but that that series, uh, I dressed as Sean the Sheep and a friend of mine dressed as Little Bo Peep. So she was like Little Bo Peep and her sheep. And it was just a funny, a funny little, we made a funny pair. And so, um, and so that was really, really a lot of fun. We left, you know, Emily at home, obviously. So. We, there's several issues I wanted to, to talk about around costumes. One of them is, we'll leave a, a little bit later, which is dressing your cat up. But the other one is you're dressed up. So now you're dressed up in a costume. And adults, like I said, adults will do this sometimes too. I haven't in a while, but, you know, it was only about 
nine years ago that I did this. So I dressed up. So adults dress up, adults will put the makeup on and all that kind of stuff. I have some issues around there because if, if your cat, you know, licks up your makeup, this isn't like a woman who ordinarily puts on a bit of mascara and eyeshadow. We're talking like a lot of stuff caked on to look like Dracula or Kiss or whatever. And so it, it's really important that we're extra cautious around these things. And um, of course, there's mineral makeup, but that doesn't work so well for Halloween. Uh, so what should we do in those scenarios with our costumes, the paraphernalia, whether you're Dracula, the devil or whatever? And um, and of course, the makeup. So what would you suggest around that? Yeah, I would say pet your cat before you get fully into your costume. Um, and if you are someone who likes to, you know, some of those makeups where you have to completely change the color of your skin, like, you know, you're doing something mm -hmm. green. Well, like you just said, Justin, there's going to be a major layer of makeup all over your skin. So, you know, at that point, I wouldn't pick up your cat. I wouldn't try to engage with your cat because you don't want to get that makeup into your cat's fur. The first thing that's going to happen is if the cat feels any makeup in her fur, is she's going to try to lick it off. And again, that's something that's not really safe for your cat to be ingesting. So, you know, save the affection for pre-Halloween and post-Halloween in terms of the, the the costume and the makeup. Now, if you're just using like a mask or you're dressing up as something, then it's really not a big deal. Um, your cat's still going to know you're you and there's not going to be anything that will get into your cat's fur. But, you know, when you think of um, hair coloring and things you're spraying onto you and makeup that you're placing onto your skin, that is all glitter easily come off yes and um and get into a cat's fur and once she licks it she's ingesting it and that's where the problems can start mm. yeah and, and and i think that we it's really important that we keep the cats safe in this mm -hmm. now there are people who uh like to dress up their cats so now I'm guilty of this. I dressed up my cat with some little witch, witch hats and I took some photos of them. I haven't done it since I got those photos because the cats, they didn't really love it. I've also done it during Christmas time and other periods. So, so I have a couple little, you know, special photos of them and then I just left them alone for the rest of their lives. But there's people who really, really like to dress up their cats. It's cute. Yes. But um, some cats don't seem to mind it so much, and then some cats hate it. So around that topic, that's a, which, is, which is a really pertinent behavioral topic, yeah. um, you know, what approach should we take? Should we just, is there a way to train our cats to tolerate or like this, this stuff? Or is it just a question of if they tolerate it, great. If they don't, don't force your cat on it because you're really perturbing them. So what should we do for putting our cats in a costume? Yeah, this is a great question because, you know, there are people who just love to dress up their cats. So, you know, in general, Halloween costumes aren't tolerated that well by cats, but follow your cat's lead. So if you have a super easygoing cat and the cat doesn't really care, the cat's like, oh, I have a witch's hat on my head now, one's lunch, you know, then that's fine. But, you know, you don't want to force your cat to put on a costume that's just going to cause your cat to be fearful, to feel distressed. You know, so again, if you have an easygoing cat, you can do anything to that cat. They really don't mind it. That's great. Go ahead and enjoy. But um, you really don't want to stress out your cats. You, and 
one thing that cats find really frightening um, with certain costumes that humans might put on them is that they lose their their agility. They can't move as well, depending on what the person is doing to the cat. Maybe they can't see as well. Um, they it may even hinder their ability to use a litter box, right? Because they're not moving as smoothly because it's stuff on them that, that, that they're not used to. Um, so you really want to make sure that even if your cat is easygoing, that the cat can still move fine, she can see fine, she can breathe fine, um, and so forth. But if your cat doesn't like it, just don't do it because, well, first of all, your cat's going to be terrified the entire time she has this costume on, whatever it is. And it's not going to really be great for the relationship between you and your cat. So follow your cat's lead. Cats are very good at communicating when they like or dislike something. So let your cat make that decision for you. Yeah, I think I, I, I would do that, which is which is kind of why, you know, I tested it out on the cats, got some photos and realized they don't love it. They're not that perturbed by it, but they, they really don't like it. So yeah. I just figured mm, rather than try to force them into anything, we'll just leave them alone and, and leave well. But now there's people who go a step further and this is pretty rare, but it's worth addressing, I think, because it, it can be fun. And that's people who actually will incorporate the cat into their costume. So these are people who have usually who have cats who, who go out with them or they put them in a little bag. I, I have a little bag that's shaped like a Pokemon ball and inside you can put the cat. And so it looks like your cat's like a little Pokemon in there. It's actually quite cute. Charlotte likes it. And so um, but I don't walk around with them or go for, you know, it's really just to go to the vet. But uh, for th there are people who have those kind of cats that have, you know, are socialized. They walk around and they incorporate the cat perhaps into the Halloween costume. Now, I personally think that's not such a great idea because uh, Halloween presents those extra challenges we talked about before. Strangers, other people, uh, makeup, hair, you know, decorations. It it's just uh, and, and the candy. It adds all these other things. So it's not the same as just going for a little walk with your cat. So what would do you agree with me or am I just too strict there? Am I just too much of a, a cat dogma? That sounds weird, isn't it? I'm a cat dogmatist. I'm so <laughs> dogmatic about cats. So we need a new word for that. We really a, do. Catmatic, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm very catmatic about it. So am I just being too rigid there with that or, uh, or not? No, I mean, so think about um, even, even if your cat is very easygoing, you know, as you're just adding so many layers of other unnecessary, I think, um, frightening things to happen to the cat. So cats like routine, cats like predictability, cats do not like the unknown. So if you think about taking your cat out on Halloween to you know, be in a costume and be going up to strange people's houses and ringing their doorbells and coming into contact with throngs of people and kids on the sidewalk. There are so many things that you're putting your cat um, to, you know, into. You're so many things you're, you're exposing to your cat that aren't the norm, that I think at some point that cat will be very overwhelmed. Even if he's used to some of those elements, you know, maybe he tolerates the costume well. Maybe he's a cat who can go on a stroll with you well. But you're putting so many unknown and unpredictable things together in one um, delightful to you, but possibly scary even to your cat, <laughs> that I would I would definitely not 
suggest or recommend you know that even for a cat who's very brave and very confident i mean your cat can be brave your cat can be confident but your cat still gets stressed out by the unknown and that scenario that you just described of having your cat be part of the costume and then having your cat engage in halloween with you well that's that's going to be an evening that's filled with the unknown and that will really stress out your cat for sure. And I think, you know, and so I guess the moral of the story here is whether your cat is, looks like Hermione Granger's cat or, uh, you know, Filch, the, the groundskeeper's cat, or whether it's just a witch's familiar and it's just a black cat and, and you think it would be cute to incorporate it into that themed costume, don't. It's just a bad idea. Uh, don't even try it because you might get away with it, but no matter how chill your cat is, it's going to be a bit of an, a traumatic experience for them. Yeah. Uh, even the chill cats that go traveling with their people and the documentaries and all that, it's still going to be a traumatic experience. Halloween is. So So the recommendation here is just just don't do that. There's, there's lots of things you can do with a cat, so we don't need to obsess about this one thing that you can't do. I think it's a pretty rare thing. So... Um, you know, I, I won't belabor the point too much, but uh, it was, I think it's worth mentioning because there, there will people who do that. So we've got a comment from our good friend who, who joins us now consistently, Roberta. She says, I agree. It's way too stressful for a cat, even a brave cat. And then one mistake and the moron has lost their pet. Exactly the point yes. we're trying to make. So your cat might be the chillest cat in the world, but let's say a firecracker goes off or something unexpected happens and your cat can get lost, it can get killed. Uh, who knows? I mean, there's nefarious people out there that'll kidnap cats and use them as bait to capture dogs. So your, your cat could get kidnapped, not kidnapped, catnapped. <laughs> so there's just so many things that could go wrong there that, like I said before, there's so many things that we can do with a cat that we just shouldn't worry about this stupid thing that we're not you know that probably just don't do it and that's the moral of that story yeah so I agree. that's that's pretty much what i have uh had to discuss with you around halloween the decorations the food items the costumes the trick-or-treating and strangers the you know perhaps it's not even trick-or-treating but a party at your house in that mm -hmm. case you know yeah safe room for the cat is probably the best idea especially if alcohol is flowing and you know, cats don't need that, but also drunk people aren't very good with cats because you don't want to accidentally crush it or do something stupid. So, uh, you know, all of these things are there. But there is something else around uh, hollow. I guess it's kind of Halloween related tangentially. And that is the uh, the story of black cats. So whether it's a, a witch's familiar or the witch who has transmogrified into a cat or, uh, you know, or it's just... There's a lot of legends around black cats and um, the the whole idea that they bring bad luck is of course a myth. You know, it's it's it developed probably during the dark ages when uh, when people were very ignorant because cats have always been very helpful and brought good luck to mankind. They they were uh, for a long I mean during the plague era and you know hundreds of years ago they the cats would you know take care of those rats that spread the plague. Uh, before that, cats would go take care of the rodents who would eat your grain and ruin your harvest. So cats have always had a beneficial relationship with, with people, with humans specifically. So it, it's a myth that there's any kind of 
you know, bad luck or anything to do with that with a black cat. But unfortunately, that myth is there and it's persisted. And and there, and so black cats are harder to adopt, to get adopted. Uh, they also are statistically more likely to be abused animals, which is very sad. Uh, and so when it comes to black cats, um, is there anything else that you would add to that story, to the sort of soapbox preaching that we might be doing right now about black cats and things to consider. I mean, I have friends who have gorgeous, you know, gorgeous black cat. Uh, I, I wish I could show pictures during this because uh, one of um, uh, one of these is just this petite cat, this uh, relatively skinny petite animal, but with eyes like, I mean, I thought my Emily has big eyes. I call her an owl sometimes, but no, this cat has like, it's like a spider. I mean, it's all eye. It's like, it's such a huge, it's so cute. It's lovely, big yellow eyes too, just the perfect Halloween cat. So let's, uh, let's talk about black cats for a little bit and the issues around, around there. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a beautiful black cat too, cause he's made some yes. appearances on our show. Um, so, so I'm going to start with the good news first. The good news is the, um, amount of black cats who have been abused or, um, hurt in some way over Halloween has statistically been going down, down, down over the years. So mm -hmm. the good news is I think, you know, um, most, a lot of organizations do a really good job of, you know, education, um, telling people, you know, that these are myths and, and just kind of getting the word out that, um, that black cats actually need to be protected more than other cats simply because of their the color of their fur. So there are adopters who will go and choose a black cat on purpose, knowing that they're going to be harder to adopt or and or easier to be abused. So there are several organizations that track these stats, and they've actually been going down year after year. And I think it's because of you know people like us who do these programs and shelters and rescues and animal welfare organizations who really get the word out about this topic. So that's great. Having said that, I would always advise people who have a black cat not to let them out absolutely on Halloween and not for any of the reasons we've already discussed, you know, the, the noise, the cat being expressed, but for the very reason that there are people out there, sadly, who still um, subscribe to these myths and will harm a black cat on Halloween. So, um, just for the safety of, of your own cat that I would, I would recommend keeping cats indoors on Halloween, you know, for that reason. I think that shelters do struggle with adopting out black cats still because um, of all the myths around black cats, most of them are negative. And um, an interesting thing with, um, with all the pictures now and people taking pictures and posting them, there are even people who don't want to adopt a black cat because they, they think it's harder to take a good picture of a black <laughs> cat posting on social media. And, you know, this topic has come up several times in some conferences that I've been at. And to me, it just seems crazy. But, you know, yeah. I didn't grow up with social media, so that wasn't something that was a must have for me when I adopted a cat. But interestingly enough, a lot of young people, that's something that they take into account that oh, the pictures don't come out as good with the black cat. So I think that we still have a lot of work to do. 
Um, mm -hmm. It's great that you brought this topic up today because anytime, you know, we can get that word out, we can get people thinking about it. We can get people to think twice when they go to that shelter and say, oh, that black cat over there is so cute. He has beautiful eyes. Oh, he's so affectionate. Oh, he came right up to me. Oh, but he's a black cat. You know, is that mm. good for social media or, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I find that amusing because, you know, it's like, uh, what are your priorities here? Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you choose your your boyfriend, girlfriend like that, too? Like, based on how <laughs> photogenic they are? And, and if, like, you know, I find, I mean, could you imagine saying that to someone? Look, I am wildly attracted to you. I think you're the most beautiful or handsome creature walking the earth. But honestly you'll look really bad in pictures. So I can't post you on social media. So it's not going to work. Sorry. I mean, could you imagine somebody so superficial that they'll say that? I can't. I, I can't. Oh, I mean, it was so... hard for me to wrap my head around it, but I've read about it in so many studies. Yeah. And you know, you know, there's a whole generation of people who post everything they're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I know. And, and it's just it's just remarkable because the because on the other hand, I think if if you're a decent photographer if you know what you're doing you can get some amazing photos with a black cat so so it's i think that's more of a reflection on the f skills the photographic skills of of some people being so amateur that they can't capture a decent photo of a black cat i mean i run into this black cat named george who's 19 years old who lives in the gatehouse of a of an industrial place that i walk by uh many many mornings and he's been there for for long and the caretakers take care of him and he's a, he's a lovely friendly cat and i get some great pictures of him you know so it's like you know it's just a question of what do you do where do you put the camera and the lighting and all that is black cats do not present that big of a problem when it comes to photos that's lazy uh you know very very lazy so yeah, i think a, that's a that's a funny yeah. thing but yeah it's a new one to me i'd never heard that one before that you know but now but it makes sense because i know there are people out there that are really that superficial that they will they will even even choose a partner uh based on how photogenic they may or may not be and i think wow that's uh I don't know how well that bodes for humanity in our future, but that's a whole other topic for another show, yes. not the Kitty Boss. I would when it comes to the that. Kitty Boss and black cats, <laughs> we just need to emphasize that they can be, they are as affectionate as every other cat. They do not bring bad luck. No. Uh, they are actually easy to photograph, that you just need to photograph them slightly differently than a white cat. So that's all it's just but you still can get brilliant photos with them and on halloween you want to keep them inside because it's just not safe and you know what a black cat at night anyway is going to be more at risk than a, a, a shiny you know uh white cat because it's dark and it's right. going to be camouflaged and blending into the darkness so whether it's halloween or not you might want to think about the black cat at night uh, it might it might not be the best thing for it because even though yeah your your puma out there has the instincts to to be a predator at night your little house cat there is and your in and your puma either actually uh, was not built by nature to deal with cars and traffic and things like that so it's just something to think about when it comes to indoor versus outdoor cats but again I I have indoor cats and it's just how I like it to keep them safe but I know that a lot of people will will argue and say actually well the cats are much happier uh going outside and 
it's true. I, I'm sure my cats would prefer to be let in and out as they want. So we've got another comment from uh, Roberta here. It says, my buddy uh, does stunning pics of his Burmese cats. There you go. One is black, one chocolate. He lived with them in his car after his place burned down till he got into another place. So see, uh, like I said, uh, this confirms that you can get absolutely stunning pictures of, of cats regardless of their color. Cats are specially photogenic creatures, actually. So so it's actually much easier to get a great photo of a cat than a human. So uh, a black cat even. So I think it's just something to uh, to think about. Thanks for sharing that, because that yeah. just confirms what I said, that you just you just need to, you know, tweak your skills a little bit. And, and, and it's really not that hard. I don't have a problem getting good photos of a black cat outside. So you just need to. We live you in that, you know, social media, instant gratification um, generation. And I, you know, like everything else, I think the pendulum will swing both ways and that sort of will stop, you know, being an issue. But it's interesting when you, you know, when you're in the well, animal welfare world and you see, you know, you read all these articles and you get this information. And I remember the first time I saw that, I was thinking that seems a little crazy. But since then, I've actually seen other studies and, you know, other commentaries from people in the animal welfare world that this is like a thing so mm -hmm. you know you think about a cat at the shelter and, you, and if he's black and if he's a little shy and you know it's hard it's very hard it can be hard on black cats yeah so you know black cats are cats too i was <laughs> gonna try and make a pun uh you know but I'm not sure how appropriate it is. I was going to say something like black cats matter or something anyway, but it's just, it, it's the truth is, is that, um, you know, we really need to be mindful that black cats need adopting. So uh, I'm hoping that dispelling some of these myths, yeah. uh, talking about some of the issues around black cats and even the th simple thing is photograph. Hopefully people will just, you know, make the move to, to adopt the black kitten or cat and not worry so much about these issues because we can we can definitely deal with them. Uh, there's definitely ways to get great pictures. And do you know what? If you can get a great picture of a black cat, if a lot of people are deciding not to get a black cat because they can't get great pictures, then actually you're going to have something a lot more unique than most people. Uh, so in, in, in a sense, you actually might want to specifically get a black cat so you can get those great pictures and, and not that many people have black cats because so it there, there's definitely upsides and, and reasons to do this yeah. so uh, just remember people we live in the 2020s <laughs> you know not the ancient times where we had where we made decisions based on you know myths and mythical creatures and you know things like that so and superstition and, and, superstition and that kind of silly and, stuff because you know spells, it, right so we're yeah. we're good go ahead and adopt that <laughs> black cat you, we're all good with that it's not going to turn into a witch it's not going to curse you or bring you bad luck i mean my auntie rachel was like that i mean a black cat would cross the sidewalk and she was on the other side i mean it was just like no yeah, way yeah, and yeah. i'm like why well, okay it's a i see a black cat and I'm like, that's good luck because any cat, when I see it, when I'm walking around is good luck for me. So when I see a cat that brings me joy and good luck. So uh, whether it's, you know, black, white, orange or blue, so it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. So I think that's um, 
those are the issues I wanted to really go over with you um, around Halloween. Uh, so just as a quick recap, we want to make we want to have it. <coughs> oh, sorry, an easy fix with the pumpkin jack o' lanterns, and that is instead of sticking a candle in there, stick a light. You know, <coughs> excuse me, uh, stick an LED in there, and you'll be fine. When it comes to the decorations, just be a little bit more cautious. You know, uh, of what they are and what potential hazard they're going to pose to the cat. When it comes to the candy, keep it away from the cat because candy is not a toy. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's chocolate, which is deadly, or sugar, which is just not good for them either. Uh, you want to keep your cats away from this candy. It's not even fun to play with in the wrapper. Their teeth are sharp. It can pierce through it and get the and get the chemicals in their mouth that you don't want. So keep the candy away from the cat. If you're hosting a party or you have trick-or-treaters all night at your door, get a safe room for the cat. Put them in there just for the evening um, and, and keep them away from that commotion. If you have a bolter, especially do this because you don't want to have to keep you know, worrying about is my cat going to bolt out the door and be in jeopardy. Yeah. If you're wearing a costume, just be careful with the makeup. It gets on the cat, it's going to lick it and poison the cat. So you don't want to do that. You definitely don't want to go trick-or-treating with your cat. As cute, as tempting as it might be, like I have that backpack I mentioned that it's like a Pokemon ball. You can stick the cat in there and it's cute. Maybe you want to use that as a Halloween costume. Don't. Because there are so many extra hazards. You know, you think you're being cute. You got your cat. It's your Pokemon or whatever. Because there's lots of other designs too. The risk is if something happens, if the cat gets startled or spooked or you do, or you fall down, let's say it's a backpack, you fall down, crush the cat, or drop the bag. There's just so many factors, and all it takes is one wrong move, one unexpected thing, and your cat could be lost, dead, injured, or something else, and, and we don't want that. So leave your cat at home on Halloween if you're going out. And so that's the real, real keys uh, that we w we went over and I wanted to reemphasize. And then when it comes to black cats, it's 2022. It's not 2000 anymore. It's not the new millennium. It's not 1980. It's, I mean, we can give up on all of these myths and superstitions around black cats uh, that are negative. They are they don't exist. It's not true. Black cats are positive, wonderful companions, just like any cat. And uh, we need to do that. And we need to emphasize this because if there's still a challenge, even though it's improved in getting black cats adopted, there's still a challenge with black cats being abused. So let's get rid of that myth. You can take great photos of the black cat. You just need to mind your skills and then you'll have wonderful photos of the black cats. So that's everything we talked about today. And I think we covered really it all when it comes to Halloween. So is there anything else you'd care to say or ask around the topic of Halloween? Just wishing everybody a safe and happy Halloween with your cat. Follow the cat lady's um, advice <laughs> and everything we mentioned today on the catch up and you'll have a, a wonderful holiday and your cat will be safe. Absolutely. And so for people who have, um, as always, we, we have Dr. Rachel here on the show with us. And so if you have a cat that has behavioral issues, and you're thinking about potentially surrendering the cat or giving it up to a shelter, um, don't. 
go to Dr. Rachel Geller's website, which I will spell for you for the benefit of people who aren't watching, but just listening. It's www.drrachelcatbehavior.com. D-R-R-A-C-H-E-L-C-A-T-B-E-H-A-V-I-O-R.com. You can always DM me and I'll send you the link. There's no obviously affiliate referral money that I get out of this because Dr. Geller's services are free. She's on a mission to help a thousand cats a year stay in their homes. Just like I'm on a mission to get a million more cats adopted. She's on a mission to keep them in their homes. So DrRachelCatBehavior.com is the place to go for if you have a cat that has behavioral issues and you need help with the cat. It doesn't cost a thing. And even better, (laughs) she's got this all cats all the time, a cat uh, via her website, which is a nonprofit organization where if you're struggling with the costs around a cat, we remove that barrier as well. So go ahead and check it out. And definitely it's, it's via her website here. So that's what I wanted to make sure. I always plug Dr. Rachel Geller because uh, a more benevolent uh, cat behaviorist and chaplain you will not find because there are brilliant ones out there. But Dr. Geller does this for free. And there's no competition either because there's, uh, there's, there's just so many cats out there and so many people out there. And so there's an abundance of customers for everybody. So oh, yes. there's behaviorists that are brilliant that charge money. Go to them if you can afford it. And if it's a problem with you, for you, then talk to Dr. Rachel Geller. You can have a consult virtually or live in person if you happen to be near her area on the East Coast of the USA. That's great too. So thank you very much. This was the Kitty Boss. I'm Cat Lady Justin. We pick, pamper, and protect your practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. And I suppose during Halloween, it's more about protecting your cat properly for that lifetime of unconditional love. So thank you, Dr. Rachel, for joining us today. It's been great catching up with you. Uh, Next month uh, will be the month of November. So you can probably guess where I'm going to go with that one and our uh, topic of discussion for the month of November. So uh, thank you very much. Happy Halloween to everybody. Thank you.